Nutrition and what you eat determines how you think, how you feel, and how you act. Hey everyone, and welcome to the I Got This podcast with Lex and MGP. My name is Lex, and I've been a personal trainer over the last five years. Martha started her fitness journey with me three years ago, and over that time, she's lost over 60 pounds and changed her entire perspective on life. Join us each and every week as we talk about our journey together, healthy lifestyle habits, and of course, the I Got This mentality. Hey everybody and welcome back to I Got This Pod with Lex and MGP. Today we are talking about nutrition. Um, This is going to be a pretty quick episode today. I am a personal trainer. I have a bachelor's degree in kinesiology from Michigan State University. I've worked with over, I mean, hundreds of clients and I have over 10,000 hours of personal training experience. So that's my backing when I talk about nutrition. It's something we haven't really touched on because I am afraid of saying something that might be misconstrued. Uh, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, but I do know a little bit here and there. So the biggest thing I would always say, if you're really struggling with nutrition, please speak to a doctor um, or a nutritionist. But the biggest thing is about building habits about things that we know and educating yourself on what you're putting in your body mm-hmm. because what you're putting in your body does affect how you think, how you feel, and how you act. And of course, how your body functions on a day-to-day basis. Everything is connected to everything. So I think understanding nutrition is very important. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not going to go too in-depth on it. This is going to be one of our shorter episodes, but just kind of touch on some things that you may or may not know already. And of course, um, anybody out there who wants to add to our episode or ask any questions, please feel free to do so. All right. Well, I'm also not a nutritionist, but I like to eat. So let's talk about food. (laughs) I like to eat. I like to eat good food. Good food. Good food is good. Good food is good. Who doesn't like to eat? (laughs) All right. So coming from, um, I'm just going to start with education. I'm very weary of how I begin. The goal of this episode is to educate about what you're putting in your body. Mm -hmm. When I start with my clients, the first thing that we talk about is water. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that in past episodes. So if you guys have not listened to our uh, episode on water. Yep. H2O, baby. That's, that's what, what it's it, called. That's what it's called. <laughs> H2O. That's what it's called. So go check it out. But that's the first thing we start with because most people most people are kind of dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And drinking less than like 50 ounces a day is pretty normal. Yeah. Or forgetting to log your water or not being aware of what you're putting in your body. Drinking water doesn't seem exciting a lot of times. Let's be honest. It doesn't. So I think that's part of the hangup for a lot of people. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't realize also yes, how I'm important. Taking a little sip. Chug it, baby. Um, you also really don't realize how important it really is. Like, you know it's important, but you don't realize, like, how big of a foundation it is to your body processes, your the function of your organs mm-hmm. and your skin and the health of everything mm-hmm. in your brain and all that good stuff. But I feel a lot better when I get my water in, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) I I feel better when I drink water. It's just that simple. (laughs) Yes, basically. Okay. So one thing that you said before you started with me, Martha, Mm -hmm. what was your understanding with nutrition? Like what did you once think when you started training with me? I mean, as far as, I mean, I knew I wasn't eating probably properly Mm because my body wasn't where I wanted it to be, not only in looks, but in feel. Right. You know, and it's, you know, it's tough. You've got small kids, you're trying to do stuff, you know, working full time and I'm not making excuses. I'm just, it's the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're going for the convenience foods or the easy stuff and Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's not the best fuel. Mm-hmm. I know that when I started to make nutrition more of a priority, I started feeling better. Yes. And m- the changes in my body started happening as well. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So you just knew, okay, mm-hmm. better, I feel better. Yeah. And I knew what a calorie was, of course. I mean, I knew, you know, if it, you eat too many calories, you're going to get fat or, you know, I know those yeah. things, knew those things. Um, but I didn't know as much about the actual nutrients that we've learned or you've taught me mm-hmm. along the way. Um, I didn't know how to prioritize certain things. Mm-hmm. So those are all, you know, issues that I've had to learn about in the last couple of years, for right. sure. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, there are two schools of thought on fat loss. Mm-hmm. One, it's calories in versus calories out. And two is nutrition density. So most people online, you'll see, and scientifically it's proven, if you expend more calories than you intake, then mm-hmm. you will lose fat. I've noticed when you change the density, the nutrition density of what you put in your body, mm-hmm. you will see a transformation in your body. So I'm I'm not going to speak on, we're going actually right now, you and I mm-hmm. um, are working on the calorie deficit right now because Correct. we hit a small plateau. So we're mm-hmm. like attacking that and seeing what's happening, right? right. So we'll, we'll be able to come back to that. But I know that Increasing the nutritional density of what you put in your body will always get you at least some sort of a result in how your body functions, mm-hmm. on how you feel, and of course, on how you look as well. So, Absolutely. I mean, I notice a huge difference there. Right? 1,800 calories of ice cream versus, which tastes good, but versus 1,800 calories of you know steamed vegetables and chicken. And it doesn't have to be all that kind of boring food either, but just good nutri- you know, nutritionally dense food. It makes a huge difference. It makes in a how huge you difference. Feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know what that actually means. That mm-hmm. word, nutritional density, is actually the ratio ratio of beneficial ingredients mm-hmm. in, in the content of the food. Okay. So now that's broken down. Nutritional density is broken up into two things. So macronutrients okay. and micronutrients. These are words you've probably heard before, but what they are are something that we have to learn. Mm-hmm. So there are three macronutrients. So this, I always like create a graph for my clients. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll make a little breakdown um, for those of you listening. So there are three macronutrients. There's carbs, mm-hmm. there's fats, and there's proteins. Okay. Now, when you think of a carb, what do you think of? Bread. Boom. When you think <laughs> of a protein, what do you think of? Meat. When you think of a, um, a fat, what do you think of? Like olive oil, like an oil. Boom. Okay, so how I categorize those for my clients, in each of those categories, there are foods that are more nutritionally dense and there are foods that are less nutritionally dense. Mm -hmm. So let's go to carbs. Okay. And I'm just kind of walking it through how I would walk my client through it. So you have two options for carbs. So pick um, one carb. You said bread, right? Yep. So that is a more nutritionally empty. The bread that we're thinking, like the Wonder White Bread. Like a white bread, yeah. Yes. is more nutritionally empty, okay? okay? Because there's not a lot of micronutrients in it. There are not a lot of minerals and good things like that in it, okay? Mm-hmm. So things that are in vitamins. Now, if we were to choose a carb that is nutritionally dense, Mm -hmm. what would you choose? A vegetable, like broccoli. Yes, or a fruit. (laughs) Or a fruit, yeah. Yes. Shockingly, people do not know that fruit and vegetables are carbs or have Mm -hmm. carbs in them, right, are made of carbs. Um, Healthy carbs, healthy sugars. I didn't know that when we started. Now now you look at it, they're pretty much all carb. Yes. (laughs) I mean, for the most part. Yes. There's some that will have slight 
protein in them or whatever, but for the most part, they're carbs. Yes. They're healthy carbs and healthy mm-hmm. sugars. Just remembering that, yes, there are things that are nutritionally empty, mm-hmm. like white grains, starchy grains, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. They're also really, really, really good carbs, like fruits and vegetables, sure. right? Now let's move into the macronutrient. The next macronutrient I would put is protein. Okay. Okay. This is a fun one. <laughs> there are a lot of nutrient-dense mm-hmm. proteins. Sure. Give me a few. Chicken, fish, beef, pork. I'm just naming all the meats. Yeah, it's great. Eggs. <laughs> Eggs. Yep. Um, some dairy products too. Yep. Greek yogurt. Yep. Now, a lot Gee, of those- No, that's more of a fat. <laughs> I'm trying to, it yeah. does have some protein yeah. in it. Now, a lot of those also fall under the same category, fats. Mm-hmm. Most proteins also have fats in them. Mm-hmm healthy fats. Now there are two types of fats. They're saturated and unsaturated, or today we'll call them Mm -hmm. nutrient dense and nutrient empty. Okay. So when you have chicken, normally fat comes with it. Mm -hmm. Is it healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it depends too. I've noticed this is something new I've learned the white yeah. meat versus the dark meat. Yes. And the amount of fat. Yes, the amount of fat, right? right. So there's going to be certain amounts of fat, but mm-hmm. in a lot of proteins, they also have fat with them. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a bad thing. Should you go eat um, the literal fatty part off of a steak? No, don't do that. That's uh, yes, that's gross. <laughs> don't eat that. Or chicken skin. That's ew. not good. Don't do that. Chicken skin tastes good. I don't like it. You don't? No. It's so good, but it's not that great for you. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. There are some nutrients in oh, it. Oh, look at something I don't something not good for me that I don't like. Okay, there you go. Good for you. <laughs> it's so funny. But there are not a ton of nutrient empty proteins. So that's great. Mm-hmm. If you're eating protein, eat it up, baby. Nuts, protein and fat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Most of those, right? And a lot of fiber. And a lot of fiber, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fiber is a micronutrient. Okay. So not a macro. It's a micro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, that's something. Now let's go over to fats. Okay. So we went from carbs. We went from mm-hmm. pro- to proteins and we went to fats. Mm-hmm. Fats, there are nutrient dense and nutrients empty. Mm-hmm. What ones? Give me a few nutrient dense fats. Okay. So some of these I'm guessing, but avocado. Boom, baby. Everybody oh. says it because everybody <laughs> knows. knows it. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Avocado Toast, for being popular. She's a good fat. Yep. <laughs> P-H-A-T. We love yeah. her. What else? Peanut butter. I love uh, ghee. Ghee is clarified butter. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have that like crap, the crap in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you get the Irish butter too. Irish butter is good as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love oils like coconut oil, avocado mm-hmm. oil. I just discovered avocado oil. Really? Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And then, then there is controversial controversy on the seed oils mm-hmm. like sunflower oil. So I'm not going to really get into that today. But if you're interested in looking into the controversies of seed oils like sunflower oil mm-hmm. and uh, soy soybean oil, is that what it is? Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And vegetable oil. So those are some you might want to look into. Mm-hmm. Nutrient empty fats. Well, that's going to be like some of your desserts, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, grease. Yeah, or grease. Grease. Yeah, deep fried, fr- deep yeah, fried food, whatever. fried food. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That type of thing. So that's how, when I look at a plate of food, I'm looking at the macronutrients first, and then we'll talk about later getting into the micronutrients. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at, on my plate, how much protein do I have, how much fat, and how many carbs. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I'm not going to get in how much you need because for every single person that is different, uh, different percentages, certain people need have certain restrictions. I'm really not going to get into that today. But the biggest thing I would say, when you look at a plate of food, I would start categorizing what you have on your plate. What are you actually eating? Mm -hmm. Fats, proteins, carbs, and are they nutrient dense or are they nutrient empty? And once you start to draw awareness to that, that's your first step. That's mm-hmm. the first step. But if I overload you with all this information, you're not going to remember any of it. No. And you're not going to put it into play. Yeah. And honestly, that's how we started. I mean, we just started putting the food on the plate. We didn't worry about the calories. We didn't worry about what percentage of what or any of that in the mm-hmm. beginning. And that's where the initial weight loss came, just prioritizing what went on the plate. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is the most important thing to start with. What are you putting in your body? Mm-hmm. How much? We will get to. But right. let's start with what. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that is our um, quick little snippet on nutrition. Again, I'm not a registered dietitian. I would like to hear you guys' feedback. Of course, we love five-star reviews, <laughs> and we love, love, love when you share um, this podcast with those around you because word of mouth truly is the best form of marketing. Absolutely. So please share with your friends and family, and thank you so much for listening. Well, hey, wait, Lex. <gasps> I got something. Oh, yes. We have – a question from a listener. No, we don't. We have listeners. <laughs> so this comes to us from Aisha. Okay. And we're going to see if we can answer it. And by we, I mean you. I'll read the question to you. Okay. But she just said that she's been listening to our podcast for a bit. And she must say she is obsessed with fitness. And this podcast is so straightforward and helpful. So thank you for that. Thanks. So here's Aisha's question. She currently has 10-pound dumbbells. Okay. And that's all she can afford right now. And she doesn't have access to a gym. Is it possible for her to increase reps and shorten rest time to get some good results? What can she do? Absolutely. Absolutely. So remember, number one, you can do the same amount of a same type of exercise just starting for like three to four weeks and you will get a result, Mm -hmm. right? Follow a program for three to four weeks with that same weight. If you are just starting, you will get a result. Okay. Then I know you do have to start progressive overload. After three to four weeks, your body will get too used to um, those weights. Here are a few things that you can do. Number one, you can switch up the time under tension. So that means holding the dumbbells for a nice little hold at the end or in the beginning. So increasing the amount of time that you're holding weight doing eccentric moves. That means on the way down for your from your bicep curl, you're doing going slow. You're going three count, two count, one count. Oh, those are hard. <laughs> and then pulling up. So slowing down move and increasing time under tension is a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Number two, increasing your range of motion. So let's say you do a squat to a certain depth. Let's say you go shallow but not super high, mm-hmm. okay, or not super low. Now, this next four-week bout, you're switching up the exercises and you're going deeper into that squat. You're trying to deepen the lunge. You're trying to increase your form. So focusing more on form than anything. And finally, of course, the last thing you can do is switch up those exercises. The exercises are innumerable. I mean, like just literally there are so many. (laughs) And just by changing a bicep curl from palms away to turning those palms towards your hands, hips into a hammer curl, you're going to get a slightly different result. Your body's going to feel a little bit more sore, biceps a little bit more sore. Let's say you do a regular reverse lunge and you turn it into a curtsy lunge. Again, you're hitting different muscles in your glute. You're balancing in a different way. So there are so many ways you can still get a result, but switching it up just a tiny bit You don't need weights to always change your results. 
All right. Well, thanks for that. Thanks, Aisha, for the question. Keep them coming, listeners. We'd love to answer them. And I got this. I got this. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening this week. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more I Got This content, please make sure to follow, like, and share on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or you can always go to our website, igotthispod.com, for more info. As always, thanks for listening. See you next Monday.